What is up, everybody? Welcome back again to Plan the Crash Pot Grass. And we're here. <laughs> ah, what? I, come on. Do that again. Dude. Pin the Gas Podcast. Nah, we're keeping that. Pin the Gas Podcast. I'm Cool Jules. And once again, it's Andy and Delix right, and Chris. What's going on, everybody? The show Simcoe. And with the official PTG nickname for our special guest today. Mr. The World Conqueror, Cody Cochran. <laughs> How you doing, brother? What's up, guys? I'm doing good. What do you think of the nickname? That's me. always the first question. The uh, I, I think it'll... Man, I'll take it on if it's in front of me. Like, if I got to deal with it, let's go. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nah, because we, 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 we started this thing where, like, we, we're giving people their nicknames, like, like, Max Flinders. We gave him the yellow flash, and he was like, oh, shoot, finally got a nickname. Josh Gerardo, I was like, Josh So Glow Gerardo. He was like, Yeah, this is fire. So I was like, Yo, the world conquered, bro. Like, shoot. I mean, he looked like Kratos. I don't know if you play God of War, but he does, don't, know, don't he? Yeah, Kratos, you're right. Yeah, he does. This is like cleaned Kratos. up. Heck yeah. <laughs> and he shaved it Yeah, he trimmed. He trimmed up a little bit. Yeah, he trimmed up a little bit. Yeah. The last one wouldn't fit in the view here. Oh man. Yeah, it will cover up. It will cover up the. The little race team name there. Now, mm-hmm. now Cody, I, I guess from from me, um, I guess from all of us, I guess it's like just how'd you start, man? Like how how'd you get into this whole like like racing thing? Like where did that happen? Uh, so I it was just some type of addiction that I had as a little kid, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember watching Supercross on TV, and by mm-hmm. About five, six years old, I had a little electric back, you know, like a Power Wheels, but it was a motorcycle. <laughs> and I ripped that around in the backyard. And when I turned seven, the parents said, okay, no, he, he needs a real motorcycle. And uh, they weren't too involved. They just provided. Mm-hmm. But we had a family friend that went racing. So he said, yep, right on. I'll take him for the weekend. And uh, he took me out to a poker run. He did his thing. I played around in the field, and uh, the next year I came back and signed up for the PB class. And at, uh, at about seven, I started racing, and it was all downhill from there for sure. Oh, <laughs> you're like at seven, they they wanted to get me a real motorcycle. I'm like, yeah, sure. God, I was hooked. Let's, let's get them a real They raised them right, guys. Lucky you. They raised them right. right. Yeah, they, they they raised them right. Shoot, I wish you know, I wish at seven years old, my mom would be like, yo, let's get them a real bike. Like that'd be dope. Yeah, but. Yeah, I've been hooked. It's it's in the blood to say the least. Very cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I I only started my motorcycle journey in in 2020 during COVID. Like I'm still new to all of this, all of this. But I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're here. Me too. Uh, your your, your team. Your, your your team your team on the hood. How, how did how did that came about? Like like how did that start? And where does it where does it stem from? Who's involved? <laughs> so uh basically i grew up riding dirt bikes um honestly i never even thought a day in my life i'd be on a road race bike i thought that was the weirdest thing why do guys ride sport bikes to work this is this is ridiculous <laughs> and uh i was just uh, i was a dirt bike guy right like <laughs> it just it never crossed my mind i didn't follow sport bike racing i didn't even really know about it and right. uh I ended up dropping out of high school to race motocross professionally. I had a track at my house. I rode six hours a day. I just, I was fully committed. And long story short on that, I got hurt 
And when you're when you're chasing that type of career, you're it's all business. You're you're a piece of meat at the end of the day. And so uh, that road was quickly ended. Well, basically, squids to grids is uh, just kind of a reflection on the path that I've had through motorcycle riding and racing. And uh, I went from racing motocross and trying to chase that professionally to just riding my street bike around town, causing problems, doing wheelies in traffic, just having a good time, right? Me too. Yeah. And uh, just Me the too. ultimate squid. Ult, ult, uh, I saw I had 32 moving violations in less than 12 Whoa, months. Whoa, my dude. Oh, I was like getting... Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 30? Yeah, I was, getting, the I was getting letters Jules from got the... got excited, dropped the phone over there. I was getting letters from the state. I, 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 I dropped my camera phone. I was like, 32? It was bad. Yeah, I got letters from the state telling me that I've got too many tickets in six months, 12 months, and 24 oh, months. Uh, three suspensions. Oh. My first ticket was a reckless. I admitted to 185. Whoa. Um, I just didn't know any better. Yeah, I, I was 17. They tried to throw me in jail for a month with a clean record. And I admitted oh, all of it. Okay, guys, this is I, uh, I had to pull weeds. Wow, with... Cody, that's crazy. <laughs> that's all kind of so I was a squid. I was a, I was a squid, right? I was a squid. And uh, somebody pulled me aside and said, hey, man, you obviously want to have fun. Let's try to redirect that yeah. a little bit. And they took me out to a track, and basically, I just finished racing motocross, and I didn't, you know, how to, I didn't know where to direct that ambition and that addiction that I had. So, take me to a track day. I do one day, and uh, I go home, and I, I'm jumping into NRS. Where's the closest one? When is it scheduled? How do I get there? And about a month from that first track day, I did NRS, and three novice weekends later, I graduated with the championship as an expert in oregon nice and it was just the fire yeah the fire was lit nice. i i couldn't say no and i sold everything that i had that was dirt related and went pure pavement road racing and we're going on uh nine years now of just non-stop chasing apexes missing most of them but <laughs> hey that's hey, awesome bravo. that's awesome bravo cody yeah yeah so the the team is basically just kind of that progression um just being a squid and kind of, you know, getting cleaned up and providing a way to redirect all that right. pent up Focus excitement, right. so to speak. Right. So, like we want to have fun. So who's on your, so, who's on your team? Like, like, yeah, like, plug in, who plug in, work plug on in, the, I, I, yeah. the tires, the warmers, you know, it sets up. So I've pit, actually got, uh, we, I actually have, it's all basically family ran. Uh, my grandpa and I have been racing for the last 25 years together. So he's my crew chief this year. And then uh, my best friend growing up, he's my mechanic. You know, as little kids, we talked about, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could go racing? He went to the military. He's a full-time uh, field mechanic for United Rentals. And uh, I called him up this year and said, hey, I, I need somebody that can do something. And uh, he'll at least try. And so he's, uh, he's wrenching for us this year. Otherwise, it's actually a pretty big network of people. Um, I work with Rebel Riders. They're uh, pretty heavily involved with our total athlete care as far as mobility and the, the gym side, the fitness side of yeah. things and mental coaching. Shout out Rebel Riders. There's uh, yeah, yeah. They're a huge help, but, uh, this club riders, anything from street all the way up to dirt or pavement road racing. I work with dirt riders. I have coaches all throughout the country that I try to teach our program to. And it's basically a network. I want to be the cheapest coach out there because I want to spend money on tires and track yes. days, right? I don't want to pay somebody thousands of dollars to get their opinion on how I'm sucking. Right. It just doesn't make right. sense. 
So cheapest track date, you say? Cheapest coaching? Hey, <laughs> uh, no, nah, for so real, that's a great a idea. College kid, like yeah, you're on to something, Cody. Yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah, so, I, I don't make any money off of it. I just get to do it. That's that for me. That's the reward. So, so Very tell cool. me about your typical uh, race weekend. Like, like uh, as far as prepping to arrive to a track, getting to the track, setting up. Yo, Chris is what going What processes do you today. go through? To, to, you know, walk everybody through at your level of arriving to the track and, and, and making it happen. For sure. So uh, I don't have loads and loads of money, right? Um, I can't, no, like, do we? yeah, I, there's, man, this is a money it sport. Is, yes. That's insane. It is. Um, oh, yeah. at, at this level, if you go down to the club stuff, it's not too bad. But basically, I kind of have to earn my way through the whole thing. Um, I unload and load a semi every single weekend for the team that's hauling our stuff. So I'm kind of more of a set of hands. Uh, I just kind of work through it and pull my weight in that sense, as opposed to pulling out my wallet. And uh, we fly out Wednesday, try to show up Thursday morning, skip the hotel fee, sleep on the airplane, and uh, basically kind of stumble out, wander through the track, unload the semi. Thursday is all just set up. once we get through that, we, we stay at the track, minimize as much cost as we can. You know, we're not driving to and from right. rental cars. We're sleeping on a cot in the, in the pit. Right. right? So we're there all day, this all night. Right. Out. I and, this. Uh, I yeah. This. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hanging out, having a good time with everybody. You watched them. I did. Yeah. There was one time I woke up and I went to the pits, you know, it was really early in Virginia. I went to took a shower and I was like, well, let me see what if they're getting ready and stuff like that. And I think I think were you were you fully clothed was, coming out the shower? The man, before you visited yes, him? I was fully clothed. And the man would think was uh, was just getting up, probably getting some some breakfast or something like that. I asked around and he's like, oh, he's getting ready. So, yeah, I see eyewitnesses. So, yes. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, we we stay at the track. We go racing, right? Like that's the weekend. That's the vacation for us. It's uh, we're going racing. So we're there full time. Yeah, and just uh, doing what we have to to get through it. Um, after we get set up Thursday, you can kind of relax a little bit. Uh, I, I own the team that we have put together currently underneath my canopy. So there's a lot of overseeing, you know, who's showing up, who's going to be there, what do we need to do, where are we, what are we missing. And uh, once we get all that stuff done, then I can start being a rider. It, it takes a while. Usually it's by, once the helmet goes on, then I get to do my job. Uh, otherwise it's uh, just a lot of logistics and getting set up, getting prepped Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's when I get to relax a little bit, as long as it all goes good. Um, of course, Sunday, we pack up the semi, we get the hotel that one night. The goal is, you know, Sunday night, you get to take a shower. So Monday, you don't have to piss everybody off (laughs) on the airplane. It's uh, we clean up that night, fly back. And, uh, I just got back from Philadelphia this morning. So today's my recovery day for sure. Nice. Very cool. Right. And, and with, yeah. with, with that being said, bro, like, like you're way better than me because I can't picture waking up in the morning and seeing Andy get out the shower and coming to visit me. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so half the fun, man. The people there. It's half the fun. It's all about the, it's the passion, dude. dude. I just I woke up early. I was ready to roll. You know what I mean? That's- much love exactly Absolutely. yeah i love it exactly and and fun you mentioned when you were like when, when you were saying like you know like like this is my vacation like i i get to i get to race like you know even though there's a lot of things that i see 
that that may stress you out the travel the expenses and whatnot you're out here fueling um, a passion something that you love so for the most part does it does it does it feel more of like a damn i'm actually doing this or is it more like oh man it's it's a job damn no it's uh every single time is definitely bittersweet uh you you get the full experience on a good weekend in my opinion um if it's if it's miserable and stressful you didn't have a good time on the bike you didn't hang out with the right people you you just it's a little self-inflicted right. like there's so much fun that comes from just being there you know i'm traveling the country racing tracks i've never seen That's before right. tracks i would never get the opportunity right. to meeting see. good people and, uh, the same passion and love and the energy yeah. yeah and with that like i could go out and just absolutely demolish a bike and still go back to the pit and see the teammates see the friends and family yeah, fans absolutely. and yeah it's still a good absolutely. time right there so as long as you can keep that mentality or that perspective it's hard not to have a good time right. i'd be a liar if i said yeah i'm not absolutely stressed out like going 170 180 miles an hour on a bike is something to, to consider right? right like it's uh it's just so, so precise there's pressure there's uh there's money backing this stuff is. um it is work yes so, so I, i'd be a liar if i didn't uh, say i do go how to do you work know about weekends. getting sponsorship cody walk oh us, man walk whatever typically how, 20... how, how, how do you do that do you reach out i'll, I'll put it this way as, as classy as i can man 20 bucks, is 20 bucks <laughs> um whatever it takes like there's there's guys that'll uh <laughs> there's guys that'll no, send paypal stuff uh just pure support selling t-shirts just pure hey i really like what you're doing um there's people behind the scenes that really make this happen because at the, at the end of the day i i it's not in my budget it's just not yeah. um mm -hmm. so seriously whatever it takes whether it be marketing just pure we want to see you do good um typically most of it just comes from pure just good heart People just wanted right. to be involved, wanting to back it. Um, I've been standing in line at the food vendor, and somebody saw me wearing my race shirt with my credentials and said, hey, man, are you a rider? Yeah, I, I rode yesterday. I, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely here, having fun. He goes, cool, let me buy you food. Nice. Like, oh, it's just, cool. yeah, the, yeah. yeah, just, I, yeah, it just out of nowhere, him, yeah. his kids. Um, it was last year, I think, at uh, Wisconsin, at Road America. I was standing in line at a vendor, and a guy just turned around and just started talking, and it was a good time, right? So, mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah, it's just, it's an experience. I can't explain it enough. There's so much to it. The sponsorships behind it really do, if you don't have that, yeah. I, I don't know how people do it. I mean, I would not be out here without the semi that our stuff is in, Veloce right. Racing. They're an amazing team, uh, good group of guys. They just want to yeah, they just want to help out and see things, you know, go well. It's a great spirit there, and uh, I'm definitely beyond thankful for the opportunity. Got to definitely work for it for sure. There's no handouts, but it's right. uh, it's a good experience. And same thing, Rebel Riders. It's if I don't have that support, right. I'm not there. Right. It's that not sounds happening. awesome, Cody. Well, it sounds like I you are surrounded. Thank you for being here and supporting us. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's like it sounds. It sounds awesome. The group, the people that you have surrounding yourself around. It sounds like you're you're uh, around a really good team. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't complain. I definitely can't. I'm uh, on the bike. My when it comes to work, I I have no excuses. I'm on an older bike and it does amazing. I I get to throw a leg over it. No questions asked. Um, it's a good program. I'm definitely happy with it. And to be family funded and to have everybody involved, 
it uh it's a good time it is a vacation Cody, are you able sure. to so tell everybody uh what you ride uh currently yes. <laughs> so currently we're on a uh 2015 bmw s1000rr um, sex machine oh man yes. it's a ripper it's a it's, uh it's exciting and what I really like telling people, and a lot of guys get upset about this one, it's got 6,000 original race miles, original clutch. We, we put fuel in it. We change the oil. We change the oil filter. We, we look it over. Uh, EDR down in Oregon tunes it for us. They've yep. done amazing work. This bike has lasted so long, and I've been so hard on it that I deserve whatever it decides to do from here on out, hands down. It's been amazing. You know, these engines are lasting 1,500 miles. We're pushing 6,000. Nice. It's still, we're still nice. top 20 in nationals. Very cool. So, still, BMW. Still hurt, That's awesome. Now, with when, 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 you, when you brought up the interesting point about um, a lot of the sport revolves around money and sponsors, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm new to the sport, and, and I come from an area, and these guys hear the story plenty of times, but I, 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 come, I come from a sport of basketball. Right, I grew up playing basketball. Basketball is my thing. Now, in basketball, you do well in high school. You get recruited by colleges, full ride scholarships. You do well in college, you get called up by the NBA. Right. So there's not a lot of there's not too much money invested in basketball, but they can they can just get to the highest level based on their talent level. In motorsports, agree agree or disagree, you can be an incredibly talented rider. If you don't have the bike to support that talent, you're screwed. So sponsors, and I want to make it clear to, to, to like you know casual viewers or people who are just getting into the sport, sponsors are so important. And the stories that these guys are are incredible in the way that they're like just, just like scouring for, for, for extra parts or for better parts and a newer bike and whatnot. It's definitely a struggle, Cody. And I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, you, you can attest to that, man. Yeah, it's um, so usually I try to take the open approach and think that, you know, I can I can ride around that. I can figure it out. I, I can make this work. And we're at a point in our career now, you know, nine years of road racing, three years professional. Um, I can honestly say that my program is holding me back in a sense that if I don't have brand new tires Mm-hmm. And when I go out on track in my head, I'm t- I'm asking myself, when are these tires going to fall off? Are they still good? Every question, mm-hmm. every corner is a question. When you put a brand new set of rubber on there, that box is gone. You don't have to wonder, are they good? Yeah, they're new. You just paid four hundred and six dollars. They're, they're going to work as long as your setup's good. Everything's there, right? Right. And so that's that mentality. That that situation drives all of this up financially because there's guys out there going on fresh rubber every single session they go out brand new rubber that rider can check that box and go no yeah how's the bike feel okay suspension pressures and it just eliminates factors so if you have that backing you have less to worry about mentally riding the bike you just go out you do your job you hit your marks you come back you tell the crew that hey the bike's doing this the bike's doing that and there's engineers involved there's so much backing and resources that these bikes if they're not set up if you don't have it like Jules said it's it's just not yeah. there it's uh it's definitely yeah. part of the battle for sure yeah because and and this is not taken away from from the guys who you know who, who have these seats at all they're all everyone's a talented mm-hmm. rider in their own way to even compete in moto america you need to be a beast so like like, like for example cody like like who's to say that your performance um uh, 
is is gonna skyrocket if you were on a on a a, a Titler's BMW, for right. example. Like that would probably. Oh, I'd be get a worked. I'd get worked. Game. Night and day, right? So it's it's a double edged sword. If I if I had the best tool in the game, I still need to be capable of using that tool. Right. It's such an animal. Right. It's such a powerhouse. These guys are just absolute. Just I, I animals. Borderline think they're not quite human. Right. It's uh it's debatable. Aliens. Um, the things that they can do, like it's just I can't wrap my head around it. And it's no doubt that if you don't have the rider, the the tool's not going to be used appropriately. So there's no taking away from that. True. Of course. And and, and I. I... Uh, to relate to that, because I, I was watching um, Netflix's Drive to Survive, which is a documentary on Formula One, and like you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, if if you had Lewis Hamilton's car, do you think you'd be performing so much better?" And a lot of the riders, ninety percent of the time, said, "Hell yeah!" So like, all of you guys are incredibly talented, but it's just like, you know, what if you had the 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 golden tools to help the support budget. that talent? How how much more even and the budget? How much more of an even playing field would it be? But to see, you you, you said that that those guys up there are are superhuman. They're aliens. I think all of y'all are freaking aliens to do what you guys yeah, are absolutely. doing. Like you guys, absolutely. you guys put your body out. You guys put your body out there at 180, 190 miles an hour, just risking neck and yep. back and everything, just to yeah. Do what I you like love, to say I think uh, is already alienish. You have to have a screw loose. <laughs> Um, if, if common sense steps, yeah. yeah, if common sense steps into play, you you start questioning yeah. life choices immediately, and you can't have that mindset. You, you have it. to go out. Yeah. Like I said, it is work. Yeah, you it is work. Yeah. You have to go out and get your job done. Yeah. Leave your so, brain in a in sense. You have to out. be a little. Yeah, turn it off. Yeah, Just turn, turn it off. It off. <laughs> so that must mm-hmm. be Mark Marquez is a total blackout in his head <laughs> every time he gets on the, on the track. Straight blackout. Because this dude does not think. Just move. <laughs> Yeah, pure feel. That's awesome. Pure feel. Now, and Andy, Andy, Andy's the one. Andy's the one that that knows you more than all of us. So, Andy, uh, I'm gonna yeah. let you have the floor on this, man. You look like you're to say something. Yeah, no. Um, I know Cody from. I met Cody at the 1000cc page, and he's one of the moderators there. I got a chance to actually meet him in Atlanta. I spent some time with him in the in his box uh typically him between races and he takes time to to wrench with his guys and stuff like that took some time to chat with me about uh, a couple issues he mentioned where he uh managed to get his bike and that he had to do some some uh some sort of repairs to get the bike up to ma standards is that right cody yeah it's uh there's typically at the start of the season, there's usually a couple of hiccups there just to get things rolling, and then it kind of falls back to me using an older bike that's tired. There's, uh, she's got some character, so every once in a while, I gotta, you know, get her hair done, get the nails done, make that's sure I treat right. her right, that's and right. then it goes good. Manicure, cool. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it just needs a little love, just yeah, a little love. A little TLC, baby, I got you. What else? <laughs> what else? I found out. I um, I experienced for the first time while I was in uh, hanging out with Cody about tire rotation on the rim. I don't know if you remember that, Cody. That was the first time I ever experienced that, and that was with him. And that was amazing to me because I always read about this on magazines, but I never actually got the experience. And I experienced with him, and it probably shifted from the wheel when it was set on the tire, maybe like. I would say 15 to like 18 degrees of, of spin. And to me, that was a lot, you know? And Cody explained me what people tend to use to try to glue the wheel to the rim 
so there's no wheel spin. We spoke about female hairspray, right, Cody? Jeez. That blew my mind. Yeah, so you can use, uh, yeah, there's a few different things you can do out there. Uh, a lot of guys prefer, if they can, a, a full-on dry mount, no no fluids, anything at all. And, uh, and it's just, you know, you would need that grit. We're playing with 200 horsepower to the tire. Right. It, uh, we've actually spun a couple of them 180 ooh, degrees ooh, this ooh, season ooh. easily. Right. Now, and, now uh, what, what, uh, what really blows my mind, I haven't done it myself yet, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen guys shift front wheels. So they're getting some type of wheel spin in the front, either under braking or something somehow is rotating that tire. Uh, one of my mentors in Oregon did it. It just, oh, I, I don't want to think about what's doing that's that. A, that's, that's amazing, a lot. the experience this, guys. <laughs> to read about it in a magazine and experience it for the, for, for the, for the first time is, is freaking amazing. Now, also, Cody had experienced some, some shift issues this past last time in, in Jersey. Managed to, to get into the quality and for that, right, Cody? Yeah, so... Uh, I've actually got two BMWs that we use. Uh, we've been club racing these things for a long time. And I crashed my 2016 at Buttonwillow with AFM. And uh, it had an electrical gremlin. The quick shifter was intermittent. It wasn't a consistent issue. Sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. So we, we put it in the corner and we raced the 15. And uh, this year, I wanted to get the 16 back out because it's got a little less mileage on it. It's okay. a little fresher in a sense. And with that, that quick shifter issue came right along with it. So I actually had to race the first couple of rounds with no quick shifter, no auto blip, just me and my left hand clutching and uh, Old school. just had to get around it. And yeah, that's where yeah. that, yeah, you know, if it's Old in front school. of me, I'll deal with it and straight just get it right into it. It, uh, it was, it was interesting getting back to the rev matches. I've been spoiled with that <laughs> auto blip. I, uh, it changes the game it for sure. It does change it, right? Yeah. We, we did. Yeah, we nice. got that dialed back in, and uh, we dropped seconds just by me being able yeah. to just ride and not have to think about yeah. it. Must be nice. I got a I got a 07 GSXR 750 with no electronics, so I, I, yeah. I ain't having my bacon saved, bro. Um, That's right. It builds character. It does. It does. It, it does. It does. And like, and like, I have I have some knucklehead friends who started off on like on like newer models as their first bike, and I'm like, bro. Learn how to learn learn the mechanics of your bike before you even touch electronics. Um, mm -hmm. th th this this is more of me because um, my my favorite bike Andy knows this. My favorite bike is the is the RSV4, and then before that or after that would be the S1000 double R. Why why did you choose to race a BMW? Because uh, I, I feel like a lot yeah. of people you know r race race the Ninjas, the Suzukis, or the Japanese bikes because parts are more plentiful, they're cheaper, yada, yada, yada. So why why the S1K? Uh, so it was actually kind of just situational. Um, I've always been a Yamaha guy myself. I've had almost every generation of R1. We, uh, my first street bike is 17. The one that got me in trouble was uh, an 03, 03 R1 full custom bike. And then we got a 05, the 07 15 16 so I, it's safe to say i was hooked on the r1s right. but uh my last r1 had a factory transmission recall just machining issues back yeah. at uh, the motherland there and the bike ended up basically destroying itself it locked up in uh, fifth oh. gear shifting down to second oh, at nice. about 180 oh. i was uh yeah fifth sixth gear going into turn one at portland dropping down to second the rear end locked up and uh 
took me off track. We thought it was me just being lazy with my foot, put it back in the trailer, took it home, went back to the Ridge for another club weekend and it did it again. So it was inconsistent, but it happened again about lap three. Same thing, uh, sixth, fifth gear shifting down. It just locked up. I mean, I pulled my clutch in and my back tire seized wow. at the end of the oh straight. So, yeah, it wasn't a good situation. Uh, we took it back in. Long story short, I got a completely brand new engine that was sourced from a, uh, a race shop. I can't talk about it too much because Yamaha took really good care of me good. in that okay. sense of being yeah. a, a customer. That's good. Yeah, uh, yeah my, my, my teammate had a BMW. And he couldn't get the smile off his face. He's putting in moto after moto while I'm sitting here looking at this bike that's just not giving me a good time. And I got a little bike. bitter. Uh, oh, no, I bought wheels. Uh, I bought BMW wheels before I left the track when my, my bike decided to shear a water pump shaft Oof. on lap two. And uh, it cost me oh, about God. two seasons. Yeah, I had that bike for two years and sold it with 900 wow. miles on it. So... Uh, he just he talked me into it. He was having such a good time with it. He says the easiest bike to ride, and uh, we just we jumped in head first, bought wheels before we even had a bike. We went up to a dealership in Tacoma. They put me on that 2016, and uh, yeah, we got two of them now. So nice. and I'm looking for. I'm gonna update just by the rule book. It's uh, it's an unfortunate, necessary evil in a sense that uh, my bikes yeah. are officially too old to compete with Moto America, so. I, I'm forced to upgrade to a new or current generation bike, which again, money, it's, I don't have it. Right. I was happy to get home right. and be able to get some groceries today, right. let alone go buy a brand That's new right. bike and build it. So, so what's the year minimum uh, uh, they require for Moto America? Uh, I don't know if it's a, a, a specific number per like across the board. I believe it's based on manufacturers I gotcha. because, uh, mm -hmm it's it's all generation it's based on the vin so my 2015 16 is different from the 17 18 so right. i could purchase right. a 17 18 frame and get two more years of moto america and use but my why? current engine my suspension everything because on paper it's a new bike right. it's a new gen bike right. Right. and uh or i can get the current generation and get five years so if I reframe it, I got to refresh my engines to stay competitive. Right. By the time I buy a frame, build an engine. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys are buying salvaged bikes and turning them into these race bikes. So we're actually looking yeah. for a salvaged S1000 okay. RR, and uh, we're gonna take that, clean it up. I saw I saw and, your uh, post. I saw your post it. today, so. Cody. I read it. Um, you were trying to get rid of what you have and searching for something else. So very cool. I hope you find something for you, man. Mm -hmm. Good luck to you. Me too. Yeah, that's that's the only way I can stay in it. So if I if I'm not able to get something coming, um, I, I have to bow out, unfortunately, just per the rule book. So it's it's definitely frustrating as a rider because I feel competitive on my old bike and I think I could give them a run for it. Right. But it is what it is. So now, we'll, now we'll guys, play the money I, game. Um, I want to I want to point gotta out figure out how um, Cody, you go you you take. So you travel out to these places and you qualify now, um, with the current machine that you have, you know, um, you're, you're not qualifying first, second, or third. You're, you're qualifying in the back, and it's scary because it's possibility of you actually having to pack on Thursday and having to go home, correct? Yeah, it's, uh, it's happened. It, it was a reality that I wasn't ready for. Um, I actually got two quick little stories on that. So 
I last year was my first time driving on the road and committing to a full season. And I drove myself and my teammate all the way to Atlanta. I pulled his tire warmers. He pulled mine. It was a, it was a good budget program and three and a half days of driving. I get to a track I've never seen before. Uh, you know, the pressure was real. It was definitely overwhelming. And if I remember right, I missed the cutoff time by about two tenths of a second that weekend. Mm. And then, uh, we go to round two, Virginia, and I was, I was fired up. I wasn't letting that happen again. Right. Like that taste was still in my mouth. So we, uh, we pulled it out there a little bit more and threw our, threw a little bit more into it. And I made the show and we go to round three. This one, this one hits hard because, uh, I qualified, I made the show, but per FIM ruling track saturation, any road course over 2.5 miles will allow 39 bikes on track. Less than 2.5 miles, they let 36 bikes out. So we're on a four mile long track, right? Q1, I was in the the mid lower twenties on the grid and uh, Q2, I'm learning the track, trying to figure it out. But 47 guys showed up that weekend. We broke a record that weekend for stock. A lot of bikes. Whoa. And uh, it's a it, lot of people. Yeah, 47, right for stock yes. thousand. Big bikes, big budgets. Like we're going for it, and that was it was really fun to be a part of. But I got qualified back to 40th. So I oh. knew on Q1 I qualified. I made the show. I ran my lap times. We're in. I got my golden ticket. Right. right. I'm going. So Q2, I go out riding a little bit more reserved because I need to save my tires. I need to save my energy. And unfortunately, everybody else went faster. So I went from in the mid-20s to 40th. And I was the first one that didn't get to play based on track saturation. Oh, man. That's freaking wild. I I had my ticket and I still had to go home with it. That's heartbreaking. Now, Cody, you have mentioned mentioned a lot of conversations on the podcast just for the last 35 minutes. And you talk a lot about tires. And you sent me a picture yesterday. And I don't know if you feel comfortable (laughs) speaking about it, but I'm dying to know, dude. Tell us the story, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm a... I don't want to say I'm ashamed of it, but it is what it is, right? Like, if you guys want me there racing, then I, I take no uh, no too – can't take it too rough. But long story short, man, there's some budgets out here that uh, they go yeah. out on brand-new tires every time. And they might put eight laps yes. on that tire, and they're going to toss it. I got those tires. They're going to get a fresh tire, and that tire is going to go to the garbage pile, right? Yeah, I got a lot of them. Uh, unfortunately, the budget and whatnot, I can't afford brand-new tires. So right. – I may or may not hang out later in the evenings or middle of the day. I don't, there's no <laughs> shame awesome, in my game. Uh, if it's not marked, I love if, it. If, if there's no it. name, if if it doesn't say save, if it doesn't say ten laps, well, if somebody's rider number, if that is unclaimed, and if I can use it, I'm using it. I can't afford to buy Fuck brand you. new tires, but uh, I'll, I'll pick through those scraps of these big budget teams, and I will definitely take that scrap tire and i will milk it um it's it's just a budget program you know you got to do what you got to do if i could buy brand new tires uh i think if i could buy brand new tires and that's what i mean by earlier where my program is kind of holding me back i do feel like if i was on fresh tires i'd ride at this level where if i'm on takeoffs i ride i ride right here right Right. so if i can start up here i can build up so in a sense that uh Fresh tires are a necessity. I see where it comes from mentally. Just uh, it's a, it's a must. So that's our next step is 
up the tire budget, stop picking through the scraps, even though they work, they Very do good. Cool. So. I love that. Yeah, because uh, on Friday, on Friday, I, I was working uh, at turn five, so I, I got a chance to see you race in person, and um, that's the only turn that I was watching. But I, I was just watching like every single, every single time you you you, you took that apex. And I'm like, yo, he is really cutting these lines. But at least from what I see, I was, he's really cutting these lines pretty well. Shoot. So like, it, it, just imagine if you if you actually did have the stuff that you needed, that then you would have. <sighs> It, it would have been. It, you, uh, you probably would have leaps and bounds past what what you're what you're currently performing at. I I think that we could be competitive. Absolutely. Um, there's been some moments on track where I get a toe from some of these guys that are world class riders, and I can keep them in sight for you know it might be a turn or two only, but I can still keep them there. I can latch on and I can learn something. So if if I can get that seat time and I can get that budget, I I do confidently feel like I could be. I could be competitive. Um, it is on my list. I want a stock thousand championship. Um, and the bucket list is I want a track record. I, I don't care if it's for 10 seconds. The guy behind me beats it. I, I don't care. That, I yes. want a track record yes. at a competitive track. Just a, a bucket list road racer goal to kind of put on the resume. That That's on my uh, championship track record until I the get The man those, is hungry. I love it. Hungry. I love it. Absolutely. That's it. Me too. Me too. Feed him. Me too. Feed him. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> what, uh, so what's your goals for 2023, Cody? Uh, so kind of touching back on that program thing, uh, we're actually potentially dialing back a little bit, which it really hurts me to say that. Um, uh, but I, I have to keep an honest opinion and not you know get too cloudy with the dreams, right? So the budget's not there. So if I do less rounds but I put more effort into those rounds and I can show that those results are going to be in that effort and that budget. I'm hoping that an opportunity will come up. Right. Uh, so we're actually talking about doing less rounds and we're going to pick up a supermoto. Nice. Um, I have a dirt okay. background. Nice. So yeah, I tried supermoto last weekend yeah, I see and yeah. uh, you won. I'm hooked. You won. We, yeah, yeah, we had a good, it was a good time. Uh, we did 18 motos and uh podium six of the mains six of the nine mains so definitely uh it's a good cross training and it's going to allow me to feel better mentally i came into new jersey just feeling like a million bucks after riding supermoto all weekend so we That's, caught you at a good time hey, it was me, good yeah that was one of my me, best I'm weekends sorry, just let me cut you in Heck, yeah, last like, week i um i went in on the um penalty issue that well, not a penalty. So there was a comment on the internet uh, talking about penalties being handed out this weekend because some of you guys perform in this endurance thing. Uh, like, yeah, the, race. the endurance race. race the weekend before. Um, obviously, nothing panned out out of that, right, Cody? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of going back into that rule book thing and uh this is a very strict sport it's very business oriented um mm -hmm. you're not allowed to ride the track a certain amount of days prior to the events if depending on your status with the with the club uh so if you are a season contender you have less opportunities to ride that track if you're a one you know a weekend warrior you're doing one round you can ride those tracks days up to the event where if you're a season rider, you have different expectations. Um, right. Endurance racing ah, is actually okay. excluded. And then they also go 
they go as far as you can't ride your bike. So if you ride a different bike, then, so there's workarounds, right? right. Uh, yeah, and so these these guys are getting out there and they're getting seat time at the tracks prior to the race weekend. And uh, it, it still, again, touches on the budget. They're able to fly out across the country, set up for two days, rip this motorcycle on practice, fly home, fly back out, go racing, where the rest of us are pinching pennies, just going, all right, I got yeah. my tickets to the race weekend, I can get there. Some of us are sleeping in the cars, uh, right. you know, driving back every time. Yeah. yeah, just do whatever it takes. So it, uh, if you have that support, that opportunity, that rule book really does have to come into play because these teams would be, I, I, I bet they'd probably spend a good week at a track if they could, just testing oh, and sure. getting data would, just to I come could. out and make sure they could dominate. Yeah. Danilo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> forget, forget Danilo. Hey, man, yo, if if you if if you need a new bike, I'm pretty sure you know there's a couple knuckleheads here in New York that have some 2021 BMWs that they already crashed. So <laughs> you can get one of those things, man. Just run, they just pop run up, up there with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised because the um the the New York um the the New York law now. Is that they're 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 pulling people's bikes them. over that are like unregistered yeah. and whatnot, and then now they're confiscating them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's gotten a little scary here. So I'm pretty sure there's, there's a couple uh, couple beamers out there that you can go ahead and snag. And if you yeah, see, they're if you see, if you see one extra one, <laughs> let me know because I'm trying to get one for myself. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I yeah, we're, actually, like, we're looking like like left field question. Um, yeah. As as a as a fellow beamer lover, right. Um asymmetrical headlights or the new falcon headlights which one do you like because i personally like the asymmetrical headlights i so i like the asymmetrical um they stood apart it was you know when you see it it's a bmw that that was a bmw the the asymmetrical headlights and the shark fins on one side not both all right right on one side yeah i forgot about that yeah Yeah. they did yeah Mm -hmm. Chris? Uh, so no matter which side you're looking at, you can it's, cool. you know what it is. It is. All right. So I actually have uh, two questions for you. Uh, one a technical, one a, a non-so-technical. Do you follow any other motorsports besides uh, road racing in general as far as like MotoGP? Do you do like Formula One, rally racing? Do, do you watch any of that? The, the, the other question real quick, Cody, I have is, is during a race weekend when you're setting up your motorcycle, how often do you mess with spring rates as far as like rear shock spring rates, front spring rates, um, trailing rates, uh, swing arm length? Uh, did you, do, do you do any of that or is it basically a, you know, one setup per year, I set it up for my race sag and that's and just rebound and compression during the weekends here and there and that's basically it. My man's my man's so, going in. Uh, you gotta, yeah, Sorry, you gotta forgive man. me. Sorry, I've, uh, I've I've been ri- I've been riding a lot. Uh, <laughs> I've hit my head a lot, so I already forgot your first question. Short term memory loss. I couldn't tell you what I had for dinner last night, so you'll have to remind right. me on the first one. But we'll tackle the second one. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you catch me on it. It's uh, it comes back to the program. Uh, for me as a rider. I like to, I, I grew up with a set it and forget it mentality, you know, dirt bikes, the track changes every lap. Right. right. So you get what you get. Right. Um, we're now at a point where the more we work on the bike, the more questions that we ask, the more that we learn, the better I do the, the easier the bike gets to ride. Right. So I'm seeing teams go out and let's say they go on track five times. 
I've watched this team change suspension valving five times and the riders don't always know it's, it's all subject to the feedback. Right. How does the bike look? How does it feel? Why are your lap times here when we know that you can do this? Why are you doing this? And, uh, it really does come down to setup. for me as a rider. I like taking something and when I have a complaint, I'll address it. Otherwise, if somebody says, Hey, this track is really, really rough, take out two turns of preload and slow the compression down. If that's what's necessary for that track, then we'll do it. Otherwise, I like to take what I used the last round and try it out. I, I remember what that was like. I'm confident with that setup. And uh, it just does something to me mentally. When I watch somebody change the whole bike, my head goes, well, now what am I riding? Right, I don't know right, what that's right, going to do. Right. So right. if I can get on it and then find a complaint or find something that I can't do or it's doing really well, then we, we build off of that. So... The goal is minimal work. Um, I've done as far as nothing to the bike all the way to spring rate, wheelbase, ride height, uh, suspension settings, tire pressures, gearing all in one go just because somebody said, why are you riding that? That's absolutely wrong. And we just didn't know any better. So when the right person comes in and says to do something, we'll do it. Otherwise, uh, we go by feel and definitely whatever we got to do to adjust and make my life easier to make you more comfortable mm-hmm. right absolutely to make you more comfortable. yeah hey, yeah i'm back i went out for a second oh you're okay your, your camera yeah is, uh, a little sideways there sideways, sideways i think there you go there's that pretty good and, and, and i think the first question that he asked cody uh, i remember he was, yeah. like, he was like are, are you into like any other like motorsports besides like, like your occasion that's right yeah um so the best way i can put it uh i'm an addict um if I'm not doing it, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to think about it because I want to do it really bad all the time. So I, I actually have a hard time sitting back and watching a lot of these motorsports. Um, I, I just want to be involved. And it's it's hard for me to really sit back and be a spectator. So in that sense, I actually don't follow that much. I don't have a MotoGP pass. Um, I'll, I'll follow a little bit of the Moto America stuff just to do some research and studying, but otherwise right. I'm usually fiending a little too hard to sit there and go through that punishment. Do you ever play any video right. games? Are you, do you play PS5 or Xbox or do you do anything like that? Shooting, are you into guns? My bankers. Yeah, did you guys shoot guns? I, mean, I do, what, yeah. What, what, so I'll actually... tennis? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all racing for me. Um, I do do the video games just to get my mental state out of work and to kind of just check out for a little bit. But, Amen. Uh, definitely it's all racing related. Yeah, we're losing you guys. Or you're losing me, one of the two. Uh, I, I can still see I, you. I'm, no, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm, yeah, wait yeah, here, yeah, wait here, wait here. You're kind of frozen. Okay, I just all lost right, your guys' cameras. All right. All right. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm lazy. <laughs> it's... Uh, this this yeah it's just one of those things for me this makes me feel like i'm so much if i can't partake in it i want to so the video games i can get involved what games do you play Mm. what games uh so i actually picked up ride four just because the first three rounds of moto america are on there so that's kind of how i learned those three rounds um just to get a visual to kind of pick up some muscle memory mentally and uh, otherwise i'll do a lot of uh I'll do, you know, first-person shooters. Just, I'm a gamer. I'll, I'll play a lot of different games. All right. 
So that means that means yeah. we need you. We need to get up the gas game cast. Get on a plane. Here, come, here comes the invite, Cody. Here comes the invite. <laughs> yeah, Cody. yeah, here comes the yeah. invite. Because because Cody, yeah. we're, we're, we're trying we're trying to do we're trying we'll to get do thing it. where it's like, uh, no, 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 nobody really does it, but it's like we'll, we'll we'll play a game, but we'll also like podcast while we're gaming. You know what I mean? Like. Yo, while we're playing yeah. Call of Duty and you're getting shot up, we'll be like, yo, so, like, how was turn six? Right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> focus. <laughs> I'd be up so, for that. Yeah, it'll be a, it's another challenge. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, when, 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 when the season's over, like, when everyone's just calmed down and, like, you're, like, just calm from that high of racing, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, the uh, downtime's hard for us. It really is. If we're not riding, we got to do something. So it's always training, always training. Got to keep the body moving and exercise. That's right. Yep. Bro, hitting, hitting the gym, you know what I mean? Just like, just, oh yeah. Supermoto. Not like what? What's your what? what what's your like? Uh, what's your training regimen like, man? Like, like is, is do, do, you, do you get some time at the gym? Do some push-ups? Like, like, like what? What, what do you do? Healthy diet? I don't know. Yeah, so uh, I definitely – you have to be involved. Um, there are some guys that blow my mind, and they come out here. Uh, I met one gentleman last year. This is – he was a big boy. He was a really big boy. And the things that that man could do on the brakes, just – I still will – I can't wrap my head around it. This guy was 300-plus pounds, and at nationals, he's beating me in the braking zone. And all I can think is if his front tire can do that, mine should be able to do that. <laughs> And so I, I picked up from that and this, it, it was just mind blowing to see that happen. So it's, it's kind of a, it's an interesting subject, right? You go to the gym. I, I go about an hour to two hours a day, uh, four to five days a week, uh, between weightlifting cardio. I just, I try to stay active and try to stay fit so that when I get off my bike, I'm not tired. I'm not winded. Um, I don't make mistakes due to getting fatigued. Right. So it definitely is a necessity, but there are some guys out there that, uh, if you saw it, I, I got a picture of it. I'll send it to you guys later on. But I'm coming into a corner, and he's behind me, and he's he's about twice as big as I am at a minimum. He's big boy. All right. The Holland. Nice. So that goes to show to the people who say that, who are involved in motorsports, that they're not athletes, eat your heart out. Stop. Because yeah. these guys are athletes. So I'm taking like, – like, Yeah, you, you, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Yeah. Exactly. Because I, I, I got into an argument with, with somebody. They're like – like oh like like a motorcycle racing is not as athletic as like soccer or whatever. I was like, bro, these guys are about like they're in a sport where they're about to kill kill themselves. Like soccer, I could get hit by a soccer ball, but I can't take a hundred and eighty mile crash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, screw y'all, man. Like yeah, you know, it, I'm wrestling well over four hundred pounds at high speeds. It's a, it's a true wrestling match. That's it. So for me, that's why I work out and go to the gym. My diet is where I cut corners. I mean, I, I just uh, <laughs> I like to eat my food and enjoy myself. Okay. That's my mental sanity. So you deserve it. Bro. I'll, I'll go to the gym and work out, but I still pack my lunch around for sure. He was hey, he was tearing <laughs> up the taco stand over the weekend. <laughs> Yo, that taco truck. Uh, uh, I, I saw you. I saw you. Oh, it was so fire, yo! Oh my god. Like, like I, I, I don't even know the name of that truck. But I only got to try to one man. of them out. I did that. Uh, which, which one did you get? Yeah, I, I went to the one that had that wood fire grill. They were cooking all the oh, steak. Yeah, yeah, I saw. They had the longest oh, the one line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 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 us, uh, Cody. Are, yeah. Are you going off to, to the right? That was. Are, are you going to the next round? I'm sorry, Chris. You asking me? 
Okay, yep. so yeah, no, no, I think. Yeah, so uh, the flights are booked. Okay. Very cool. Oh, I, I, I think the question yeah, was going to Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got both answers at the same time. And so, so what signals cutting out a little bit. Going to next year, dude, you, you already have that kind of set uh, in your mind of of exactly where you're going to go next year. As far as what races you're going to attend in 2023. Uh, so I caught. It was cutting out. I got you guys back now. Um, I, I caught the barber part. I am going to be going to barber, yes. Uh, we've got flights booked. The goal this year was to hit every single round, qualify every round, so that's a must. Um, and then 23, we haven't decided yet on what we're going to do. There's some rumors going around. Uh, I'll share it just because it's it's a rumor. I'll start off with that. Okay. So don't, don't come to my house with pitchforks just because I might be wrong. It happens. But supposedly they're going to run certain classes on certain weekends. But every weekend that you ride, you'll get two races. So no, if that's the left, case, yeah, then we might be able to still pursue no, the Stock no. 1000 season. Wait, Cody. Wait, Cody. Wait, Cody. You you kind you run that back. Yeah, yeah, you kind now. Rewind that. Rewind that back. Rewind yes. that back. Yep. Perfectly Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 There we go. I got to lean okay. to the right. All right. There you go. <laughs> So tell. Right. So uh, basically, they're cutting out. Uh, sur- yeah, man, my signal's having a hard time. It's okay. Can you guys yeah, hear we can me? Hear you. We can hear yeah, you just fine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Started off at rumor. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, yeah the uh, the rumor is basically that they're going to be running certain classes on certain weekends. So if you do run, you will get two races because that's one of the big complaints right now. You know, I raced once last weekend and that was it. I went on track four times. It's kind of rough. So if that's the case, then we might be able to pursue just the stock 1000 weekends, knowing that I don't have to do all nine. Okay. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm waiting to see the schedule before we make any concrete decisions. Well, you better get your ass here to Jersey because I swear to God. (laughs) VR. The pressure, the pressure. Yeah, if it was up to me, I'd go to all of them. I I want to do all of them. I think uh, I'll throw it out there. I think Moto America should do one more day. Um, If we ran all the classes every round, it's going to bring all the viewerships up. We're going to unfortunately have to spend more money. Not cool. But we'll be buying more tires, more race fuel. If Thursday was a live day, a hot track day, we could get more seat time. We could run more motos. Everybody would get more quality track time. And we wouldn't have to cut from the riders and the racers that put in all this effort. So if we could pick up one more day and be a long weekend, but I don't know who doesn't want more racing. So Absolutely. What's your, What's favorite? your favorite track? Yeah. Dude, I was getting ready to say that, Joe. Oh, shoot. Dude, oh, thank you. Guys. <laughs> my next These guys, my they're on fire is... today, Cody. They're on fire, the show. both of them. Yeah, sorry, it's cutting out. So, uh, what was the question? Yeah. Favorite track? Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would have to say Laguna. I I got a few different favorite tracks just based on characteristics. Oh no, the signal's cutting out again. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut this. 
yeah, it's it's saying disconnected, but you're still there. Um, I would say Laguna. Yeah, Laguna is the favorite track. It's uh, the the facilities, the experience. The course. It's it's hard to beat. That's hands down my number one. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That cor- the, the course. Looks like every track death. has something different, it right? Does. It's uh, it's something different, but every track has a feature that you won't see somewhere else. So there's things that you'll find yeah. that you just really like, and there's some things that you'll just really hate. The 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 corkscrew, I can't seem to get it on any video game. Like Ride Four, I'm I'm nasty at MotoGP 20, and I still can't get the corkscrew. MotoGP 22 is worse. I still can't get the corkscrew. Laguna's sake, I'm late so turn in. terrible. Late, late turn in. Late, late turn in? Yes. Yeah, you got, you, got some pointers for, you got some pointers for us because we play MotoGP 22 <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And we're like, what it's the tough, fuck? Like, I, it's, I feel uh, like... So it's it's an entry corner. You need to do a late turn in. And uh, what you get at the top is what you get at the bottom. So if you're messing it up, you're doing it at the beginning. Right. It's uh, okay. you slow it down. Get your position. It's uh, it's one of those things that if you don't do it right, you're doing it wrong, guaranteed. L- 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 Laguna tonight, boys. MotoGP was good. Yeah, <laughs> Freaking uh, and and because like my my riding style when it comes to these because like because like uh, ride four and MotoGP twenty. I I won't lie, I'm type nasty. Something on MotoGP twenty two doesn't doesn't make sense, and and I'm trying to figure that out. But my riding style, and I guess. You know, memes, memes come up of this podcast, but I got like a top rack <laughs> type writing style. You know what I'm saying? You know, like late break, aggressive into the turn. And I think that's what's Getting shooting it. me in the foot with corkscrew, with, with, the, with the corkscrew. Yeah, so slow is smooth, smooth is fast. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. Damn it. So, so no, no top rack style. I, no top rack style. I have anymore. a question for you, Cody. What, what do you think your best mm-hmm. attribute is? riding a motorcycle like are, are you really good on the brakes are you really good coming off the apex are you really good entering the corner what it what, what is your best quality of riding a motorcycle uh so i, I probably take the most pride in uh late braking when I, when I get comfortable and i know i've got a good tire and a good setup there uh but it's actually my biggest downfall too so oh. Somebody pointed out to me, they said, you know, yeah, you're going to gain three bike lengths on the brakes, but you're going to lose five when you miss your apex. Right. So it, it's definitely uh, it's a downside. But uh, when it comes to making a pass, I'll, I'll stuff it in there. I'll put it on the inside and make them deal with it. Nice. nice. So nice. so meaning to say he has a top rack riding style. Then. Quality. You know, yeah, <laughs> just throwing it in there. You know what I mean? Just got to throw a little top rack rise Galeola because that guy is the future. Uh <laughs> But yeah, ah oh man, it, it's it, it's sick. Like like um, in addition to to what to what he said, it it, it 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 was sick. Just like watching watching you, like live, just taking that that turn five and just just like just diving diving into there. Like, oh man, it was it was adrenaline pump. I'm like, man, I'm actually watching this guy do this do this live. Like, it's just, <laughs> holy crap, he's right the camera doesn't me. do it justice. Yeah, the camera, the camera really doesn't, doesn't do it any justice. It doesn't, and, and and I encourage people all the time. Like 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 I like I'm, I'm telling Chris, Andy can agree with this. Yes. The the TV is cool. Being a spectator is cool, but being a volunteer, actually working on the track and being as close to the track as possible to the action, there's nothing that can replace it. Like it. All it right, is, it's the it best is, seat in the house. It's the best. Yes. It 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 is. It it, it really is. Um. So at, outside, I guess from for me. 
outside of motorcycle racing, you 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 did no other sport. There was no uh, other sport that that you tried. So growing up as a kid, I stayed active. Um, I did mixed martial arts for a little bit, but I did that to train for motorcycle racing. Um, I, I can't find anything that replicates the exercise that I get on my motorcycle until I went and wrestled a six foot, 200 plus pound man. Right. That takes everything you have. Like you're, you're throwing around some meat and, uh, that was a great cross training for me physically. I would feel as sore, if not worse. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're getting punched at the same time, right. so there's a catch twenty two. But it uh, that one caught me for a few years. That's uh, props to the short term memory loss there. Don't get kicked in the head. Um, the little CTE. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, mountain biking. We did a lot of that. Uh, I snowboarded for about eight years. You know, just uh, I grew up in an outdoor town. It was a small town, so if you weren't out doing stuff, you were inside doing other things that we just uh, definitely didn't care to partake on. All right, so so it's just just anything that can match the adrenaline yeah. of racing a, a motorcycle. Yeah, literally yeah. anything. So you you you, you weren't yeah, so you weren't like you're you're not into like UFC, right? Uh, I follow it. I'll definitely. I won't pay to to watch the shows or fights, but you know, I'm the guy that's poaching off of YouTube yeah, once it's too. on there for sure. Me too, Cody. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah I'm the same way. I'm like, I ain't yeah. paid for it, but I'll watch it for free on Facebook, baby. Yeah. Cause you know how much world Superbike is charging people to watch a whole season. Yo, I can't I, imagine. Chris, Chris, Chris pays for it. I don't know how the fuck you pay for it. Son. Dude, I pay for that. You, MotoGP every but, year. That's my religion. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, but, I'm, I mean, like, we dude. appreciate it. Right. Cause that, it's it's guys like that that are jumping in and they they're diehards. They're paying to, to watch, and that's a big part that why we get to do what we do. So I, I do appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, it's, no problem. You know, and anybody's willing to jump in and support this type yep. of stuff, Moto I'm America, a big fan World of it Superbike, for sure. MotoGP yeah, every Moto year, hands down, credit card out, boom, boom, hands boom. Down. Wife says every year she's yeah. like, God damn it, Chris, $170 for MotoGP, <laughs> fucking $90 for Moto America, another 85 for World Superbike. What the fuck? I'm like. Um, you got your 19 purses and your yada, yada, yada. <laughs> One love, baby. And, 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 Andy, and Andy just got into Moto America this year. I take full credit. Andy, <laughs> I'm I got there. you into Moto America. Well, my, my whole, the whole thing started with a $50 bet at Coda. So I had to come through and find out what's going on. Because this, this man said, this man said, Cody, like, yo, I'll, I'll bet you that Petrucci sweeps the season. I, really I was like, did. no, no, no. Yeah, and like, uh, I, honestly, <laughs> I was uh, I was on the same page. I, I kind of agree with that uh, at first, but uh, take that, Jules. <laughs> I I thought that uh, I thought that he was going to bring a level of riding that we were going to be trying to catch up to, and uh, I was honestly actually really happy to see that he's having to work just like everybody else, and uh, we got some serious competition out here. Yeah. So it's nice to see world class riders come here and kind of get cleaned up a little yeah. bit. Hey, yeah, hey. like 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 Loris Baz, for example, like he he came in here like he like he was about to take over the world, and then I mean look, look what happened. I'm like yeah. Yeah, America ain't so easy, huh? <laughs> it's new tracks. It's new tracks for him that he has to learn. So he he has that against him, uh, but he you know he gained a lot of uh, of attention Powers. from the Dakar. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Dakar really excelled him, you know. And and honestly, it, it blinded me probably also that whole um, uh, desert sand probably yeah. 
blinded my view because I thought I really thought that when he came here to America, he was really just going to take over and sweep the season. But uh, I see also that he's having some issues learning new tracks. So, I didn't, but it's uh, more exciting. More exciting. I, I didn't just because the simple fact that um, he's come from a European tracks on a pure mm-hmm. bread race bike coming to America tracks on you know Dunlop tires on production based riding. So it's it's <laughs> it's completely yeah. different you know all ball game. So actually, it leveled the playing field to a certain point, right? But then, oh, good point. Chris. Yes, but then once he got in here, he's like, "God damn, Jay Gagne is a fucking beast, dude." Matthew <laughs> Skultz is he a is. beast, right? Skultz, right, 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 right. right. So, so, so now his mentality is completely changed the way he's got to approach racing because it, it's different. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't think he was going to come in and just sweep it. Yeah, I remember, uh, the, I think it was the very first round, I was standing on the fence watching, and we were watching the lap times, and uh, he was sitting in second. And I, I want to say he knocked on the track record, just just right out of the gate, is right there on pace. And uh, to me, that was that was where I was with Andy going, yeah, impressive. okay, here he comes. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, and if, if that's where he's at now, he's got more to come. So that was my, I thought he was going to do it, but uh, I, he's been working since for sure he's yeah. had to work hard cody so. he ran off he's, he's, cody i'm sorry i'm sorry jules cody i saw petrucci run off on t1 uh over here in jersey on saturday like at least seven to eight times he was not the only one other ones had the same issue and apparently it's a very tricky t1 can you talk tell us about that that first turn Toad? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, turn one was actually one of my biggest focuses for setting a uh, respectable lap time at this track. It's uh, If you get turn one wrong, you're going to lose everything from about turn 9, 10, 11, 12, because that, that's all a high-speed section. So yeah. if you overslow turn one, you just wasted about a third of the track. Right. So you, you got to get that right. And then there's a straightaway after that with another right-hander. So if you overslow it, you're going to waste your exit and you're just now losing from turn one to turn two, three. So it's uh, it's extremely important to get that one right. And uh, the braking zone, I would say it probably varies about five to 10 feet. It's a pretty small braking zone. Um, wow. I feel like if I pushed it any further in there, I would have been right along with them running off every time. Because where I, I was trying to hit this second Geico sign, not the, not the second Dunlop. That's, that's a little too nutty for me, but that second Geico sign, if you can lock it down there. Hey, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was the spot. Did you ride at Coda this year at Texas? I haven't been to Coda. No, I got to go a little faster. They only run Superbike there. So I got to drop a couple more seconds before I can play with those guys. Oh, it's, it's for the, uh, uh, what do they call it? The super stock cup? Is, is that Superbike Cup, yeah. So basically, the top stock riders are taking their stock bikes and they're competing against the superbikes, and uh, it's definitely something to take note on. It, uh, it it goes to show where everybody's at on the playing field. You know, these guys are taking an underpowered bike in consideration to a superbike, and they're putting it in the top ten. So it's basically the top stock riders are getting a little bit more seat time. It's kind of that encouragement to make the next step, get into superbike. Yeah. Do they they give out like, like uh, a route, like a reward or some sort of recognition to the best super, you said, you said, uh, super, super stock cup, super bike cup, the, uh, super bike cup. Yeah. So they, there is a, 
yep, there is a payout. I don't know what it is. Uh, hopefully, I find out one of these days. But uh, at the end of the year, there We're is a payout for that. Absolutely. Ah, uh, okay. So that's uh, that makes sense. Because I, because I, I remember I, I was watching uh, my first year watching Motor America in, in 2020 when Cam Peterson was on the Altus uh, uh, Stock 1000. I was like, wait, why is he racing in Superbike? So like I, I was seeing all these like Stock 1000 guys on 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 the Superbike class. I was like, this makes no sense. But then then now now I think Brendan Posh answered my question when when I commented under his picture. I was like, oh okay, all right, that makes sense. So if you're fat, if you're if you're a fast boy on Stock 1000, then you know you have that shine at at Superbike. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of that bridge. It's also uh, it's filling the grid for Superbike. So touching base again on this being a money sport, Superbike is such a financially driven class. If you don't have the bikes, if you don't have the swing arms, the tanks, the brakes, good luck. And uh, in that sense, not a lot of guys are playing ball. So they're kind of bridging that gap, filling the grid up a little bit more, getting some more bikes out there, and just uh, kind of keeping that class nice and exciting. Otherwise... There's there's very few people that can afford to play in that ball game. Hmm. And what 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 an exciting class it is, man! Like like, I think I think Moto America just keeps from at least from from the last time I watched it to now, it just every class just gets better and better. Like like not 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 shitting on anyone, but I was never watching the the sport bike junior cup or uh, uh, the sport bike track year junior cup. I was never watching that. Now I'm hooked because. Every class is freaking competitive. Absolutely like, awesome. Yeah, like 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 mm-hmm. in 2021, I saw stock 1000, I saw super sport, and then I saw super bike, and I was out. Now I'm watching King of Baggers. Uh, I'm I'm watching the, the, the 400s. Yeah. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching the. You're hooked. I'm yeah. watching yeah. everything. I'm hooked. Because like, because MotoGP was was a was a sport when I got into bike life. MotoGP was a sport that that I only watched. MotoGP World Superbike. And then anything aside from that sort of level of power, I wasn't really watching. But then now I'm watching everything because you never know where these kids are going. Um, Freaking SDK went from super from super sport to to Moto Two. Like what the fuck? So like mm-hmm. you never know who's who's gonna come up. You yo you you in in two years or maybe next year could be on a super bike. I don't know. Like, like know. what if someone just looks at you and is like, Yo, Cody, I want you on my super bike team. That's Shit. It. You never know. Oh, I'm so, ready. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm freaking. I'll hooked. double the gym time. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Let's do it. Because hopefully, hopefully, this podcast makes a big one day, so that any any um, small independent teams that come to us, hey, hey, can hey. just market. I got an idea. No kidding, Matthew Skultz, Why don't we get you on, on on the Westby Racing Team? They only have one bike. We can put you on on a second bike over there. Oh man, I just just the thought of that. Matthew and those guys are such a class act. Like, it would uh, it would be more than an honor to even be considered. Honestly, uh, that's that's a really impressive program. And uh, yeah, that would I, I would definitely lose some sleep over the excitement even thinking about it. <laughs> that's awesome. Have you have you like have you been on like a super bike esque bike? I guess. I have like, not. Um, mm. I, I'm a privateer, man. I'm I'm on an old, tired bike. Uh, I don't know any better, so I'm working with my rusty screwdriver and getting in there. Um, I I can only imagine what getting on a dialed-in bike like that, and then having the team that can work with a rider. Uh, we are completely self-supported. 
they, uh, my crew is not experienced in this. They're just really smart, good people, and I trust them. So we're, we're purely running off of what experience we've been able to gain. And I think that that is definitely a factor to the program. So yeah, getting on a superbike, it'd be a learning curve. But uh, as a rider, I got I got 25 years of racing under my belt. I think that I could adapt and figure it out. You could absolutely. Moto America should have Moto America should have uh, reserve riders. So like you know the, those big teams like like uh, the Superbike Titlers BMW or like or like anybody in, in Superbike should just have people from Stock 1000 um, help uh, be a reserve rider. That'd be that'd be sick. You know, like that'd be sick. Be like like yo, they'll, Cody, they'll my, pick them my... up every once in a while. It's just not often enough for sure. But could you imagine that? Like, like, yo, uh, Cody, my my rider caught Corona, man. Do you think you could fill up, fill in for him? For that the happens weekend? all the time. Oh, shit, that'd be fucking. It does. Sick, it's just dude. a matter. Uh, it's just a matter of being worthy of it. Yep. Um, it's it's a little bit of who you know, and it's a little bit about uh, you know how fast do you go? I've been told. How consistent are I've been you? told you gotta be at the right time, the right place, and know the right people for that to happen. Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, I don't play the lottery, and uh, I I feel like this is the same type of thing. It's uh. You're, you're you're going in, you're gambling every time. It's just a matter of being at the right place, the right time. Very cool. So, uh, I, hey, but, Cody, I got I got three quick fire questions for you. Fight quick. Okay. I'll try to remember them. Chris, Chris is on fire today. First guys. question. First question. Cody, favorite food? Okay. What's your favorite food? Yeah. Seafood, in in general, seafood. Okay. Uh, it's it's a broad category. But I'm a sucker for seafood, whether it be sushi or uh, some crab legs, uh, salmon, uh, seafood. I will eat seafood for days. All right, all right, all right. Dream date. Your dream date. Dream date. Dream date. Oh man. Um. So. The wife's inside. I don't think she can hear me unless she's <laughs> snooping, and that's on her. But uh, uh, she's like, she's like, I definitely, I definitely want to do like a trip to Italy. And I'm not gonna lie, we're sneaking in a MotoGP weekend. I'm gonna watch that schedule, and it's it's gonna be something along those lines. But yeah, I want to go out of the country somewhere to one of those little bit more romantic places, and uh, sniff some race fuel. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, that's awesome. That that is that's very awesome. All right, all right. So, uh, uh, dream motorcycle. If you could pick any motorcycle to race, per no matter what budget it is, what bike would you pick and why? So I've uh, I've always been hooked on that Aprilia RSV4. Another um, one. I think that it's the bodywork, man. That's just one of the sexiest Beautiful. bikes out there. Yes. The sound, the looks. Um, I would love to get a leg over one of those. Um, I, I would do some things for that. Cody, you figured that doing what you do um, for for um, for work, you have already had the chance to, to throw a leg over one. Yeah, so I uh, I work at a dealership selling bikes and whatnot. Um, we're we're not with an Aprilia dealer, but uh, we've got some pretty good brands, and it is a small community once you get into it. So. There, there is the opportunity to try to get our hands on one and go that route, but uh, it kind of falls back on support. Uh, Steve Weir is a BMW race engineer. He uh, he provides amazing support for us BMW riders, even small-time guys like myself. It's just purely a BMW benefit. Um, 
So that, that does weigh heavy in my decision for what manufacturer I go with. The fact that I can give this guy a call and get a confident answer, that, that weighs a lot with me. So anytime Steve Weir helps me or touches my bike, I go faster. So having that back pocket support is it's a must. That's Shout awesome. Steve. That's awesome, Cody. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna tell you, man, as as an Aprilia owner, man, they they have so many electrical BMW issues. So Just stay with BMW. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh we're actually really close to an aprilia team and uh they i've been told every time those bikes get fired up they have to go through a sequence to learn the electronics and get oh, everything set yeah. up every time it fires yes. up so bmw is not far though don't let it fool you if i disconnect my throttle i have to turn i have to pull a computer out to relearn my throttle so it's a little a little wild but that's part of the electronics I'm surprised there's no Aprilia in, in I know, me too. Like, I wonder what the parameters... It's coming. Yeah, I think oh, okay. so. Too. It's coming. I think so. Too. Oh! Is this... Yeah, I think so. We oh, just hot, got... Hot news, hot yeah, news, because I never knew We that. just got news here. Yeah. Well, you know, they came out, they dropped out that 1100, and that put them out of the game, right? Correct. So, uh, they're, they're not big on the support right now, but there's some teams that are with that new RS660. They're, uh, they've made a statement. They are in the racing industry. Um it's it's gonna happen i'd be i'd be honestly shocked if they don't release another 1000 and even if it's at a privateer level right. i i see another aprilia coming to the to the grids oh, cool. i think it would be that's, good that's, that's gonna it be would dangerous. be good that's gonna be dangerous mm-hmm. shoot i wonder what who's gonna yo you you, you better I, I, was, <laughs> I was about to say you better snag that ride but your your team BMW <laughs> left, so but that that all right anything nice. honestly if if there's an opportunity and it means i can excel my program that's i'm gonna it. take I'm it on. if it's uh oh yeah if, 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 if it's a small like, bike big bike as long as it's got two oh, wheels yeah. let's if, go uh, hell I, yeah, i'm an bro. addict yeah hell yeah dude like it would it, it, be oh man it would be so sick to to see um uh an, an aprilia race on on super bike i wonder how well they would do to be honest with you because that's a powerful piece of fucking machinery. I think they do. It well. is. I I see I see Aprilia up there with Ducati, right? They're uh, they're kind of a class act in their own, and uh, I think that that's probably why they're not involved. Is if they get involved, they're going to come at one hundred and ten percent. They're going to come with a program to match that bike. You, you you know what what bike I wish uh, came back? Um, the the K, the KTM RC eight. I wish yeah. I wish that <laughs> shit came back. You know I, mean? I saw one of those bikes about 20 feet in the air at a club weekend. Oh, wow. oh man. Uh, a good friend of mine, yeah, here locally, he uh, he bought a brand-new RC8. It's uh, we, we got a problem, right? You got to have a screw loose. So this was a bank bike. He financed it. He he did what he had to do to get out there. He was a novice. And oh. uh, somebody told him, oh, it gets good. Somebody told him he has launch control. Oh, what? And this guy <laughs> goes out on the grid. Back in those days. Oh, yeah. He uh, he took that thing to full lock, and he dumped that clutch. And I'm not even kidding you guys. I was in the pit lane, and I saw that bike above everybody on the grid that day. And uh, that bike got oh, demolished. No. It had a race career of about two laps. My God, it, that hurts. And and it's kind of a rare bike. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. Brand new, just done. Well, K- KTM did come out with that with uh, that um that race bike yeah no totally so ktm ktm got the good luck mm-hmm. trying to get your hand KTM on that. got that new is rc8c the new one yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> rc8 colored yeah it's uh it's a limited, <laughs> it's a limited production correct. 
Um, I don't know if you guys know her. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know or not, but uh, Kramer Motorcycles is uh, one of the first turnkey race bike manufacturers that I'm aware of. And uh, they actually partnered up with yes. Kramer. If you look at a Kramer, look at the tail section. It's the same gas tank. It's the That's same right. rear end as the Kramer's on that RC. Cody's right. That is correct. Thank you, Cody. So what Kramer was taking the 890s and putting them in a custom frame. So Kramer was taking a KTM product and building a race bike and then putting a price tag on it. So I don't know if it was ever officially announced or not. I, I think it was, but if you look real close, you'll see some Kramer in that RC8C. Nice. I, I'm gonna look that up later. I wonder. I, I wonder how much a price tag on on those KTM's are. Like twenty five, twenty eight. They're. Uh, it was a lottery. It was a. It was a lottery. So you put in for it. If they draw your ticket, you pull out your wallet. Uh, <laughs> I worked. Like Jordan's. Yeah. Hey, I worked with a guy that his personal friend actually got drawn. Um, he, he has the RC8C. He brought it up here to Washington. Andy Debrino got to throw a leg over nice. it. So if you guys get him on here, yes. Andy's a good guy. Uh, he can, uh, he can give you some first person experience on that bike. He's, he's been on it. So. And Andy's super cool so, too. So, so, so. Chris, you got a job to do. Yeah, he is. We got yep, I got a job to do. Recruit him. Wheel him in. I got a job to do. But all right, boys. So we, we, we hit, we hit, uh, we hit some time here. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of time, Cody. You got beer in hand, and uh, you're just chilling. So uh, I'm gonna let you continue that. Surprising, the sun is still out. We're two hours in. <laughs> yeah, it's nice over here. It's uh, this is the longest video. we're uh, yeah, hour twenty-two. No, it, yeah, yeah, but it's significantly less once we cut like the uh, the oh, okay, uh, the, okay, the dead okay. spots. But um, for yeah, sure, yeah. So so but, it's not really but, an hour twenty-two. However. I got time if you guys yeah, got more too. So you guys, I mean, yeah. Cody. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, you know, I know you from from the page, and I get to hang out with you and stuff. You know, I, I didn't get to hang out with you much with at, at Jersey, but I hang out with you before in Virginia and Atlanta and stuff. But, but my other two guys fi fired away some good questions. I'm, I'm glad they wanted to get a chance uh, to get to meet you. Jules never met you before, even though that I spoke about you a lot to him, and uh, and Chris also. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad yeah. that I got the opportunity to chit chat with you and meet you and and hopefully they can Absolutely. follow up. So I'm, I'm very yeah, glad to connect. For sure. Yeah, I'm really happy that you guys had me out here too. Uh, I actually ran into Jules, almost literally ran into him after my race at New Jersey. I was walking back to the pits and he was right next to me. And uh, I recognized him out of the corner of my eye, but I was still in the zone. So my, my head was going back to the pits. The but, man was uh, buzzing yeah, still. It was, it was really good to... Yeah, I'm still on it. It's, uh, it's a good weekend, but uh, it's awesome. Dude, Hell yeah, cool. it's awesome. I'm happy to be out here, and I'm glad you guys brought me in on this. I really appreciate we're glad it. To have no, you, we man. appreciate dude, we're, you. We're, we're happy, happy yes, to have sir. you, here, man. You're, you're you're welcome anytime. Anytime. So that's 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 three out of three of our guests that were just like, yup, yo, coming back. Actually, four. <laughs> that's right. So. So yeah, man, definitely. Whenever you can, like, like, uh, like after the season's over, whenever you want to come back, we'll just let one of these guys fire up a DM, and then, oh yeah, we'll just yeah. We'll, we'll make we'll it happen, shit, bro. We'll make it happen. Yeah, like but... I said to Andy, you know, I'll make time for you guys. You know, I like what you guys got going on and what you're doing. So if you want my time, you let me know, and I'll find. I it for appreciate you. Cody. That I appreciate means... you, Cody. That we just want to give you guys Cody, a that voice. Means a lot that to means me. A lot. Thank you so much, sir. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 They, they, yeah, thank you and so much. I, we, we just want to give. Oh, oh my, no, I, I actually reached out to him earlier uh, and talked to Cody a little bit and just told him that, you know, I, I appreciate him coming on and that, you know, I wanted to, to, to get his story out there. You know, everybody knows yeah. the, the Jake Gagne stories and all that. They don't know 
the up-and-comers and the privateers struggles in every day. And to me, that's what it's about, getting them up and promoting them. And, yes, sir. And helping them shine, you know. Exactly. And, 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 and Yeah, just uh, so. to kind of touch base on that a little bit while the opportunity is there. Uh, so we're allowed eight tires a weekend on average. That's about a little up over $3,000 a weekend that guys are spending on tires. Uh, I, I spent $406 last weekend. I bought one set of tires, and I was – seconds off of the fastest lap so we're it, it's a big deal um the, the budget's wild so it's the more support that we can get you know we're grassroots racers we're doing what we can to get it done so the more help that we can get it's it's a well, big, cody, big help. cody and, and that's cody that's that's while, it. i'm glad to help you cody cody while we're while we're at it right now go ahead and and, and plug in your social media let us know where you where we can find you, where you can take donations. What and what do you need? Do your thing. Plug yourself in down merch. below. Go ahead. You got like ten minutes, man. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so basically, Squids to Grids Racing is my company. Um, it's a coaching program that I created from scratch. What we do is uh, we create a personal coaching program per rider per task. So if somebody tells me they want to be a better street rider, I'm going to tailor a program to help them be a better street rider. If somebody wants to learn how to race, I'm going to get them and get them on track and we're going to teach them how to race. So what we do is we build programs tailored to what you want. We don't charge for our experience or our resumes. We charge for our time. So I'm not going to overprice things just based on who I am or what I've done. I want to uh, create a program that's affordable and beneficial. And uh, it's Squids to Grids, S2G for short. It's, uh, we do have a website, S2GRacing.com. It's outdated because, again, budget. I'm learning how to build websites. But it's uh, Facebook, Instagram. We stick to those. I got uh, Ride with Cody on Instagram. And then just Cody Cochran, 164 on Facebook. And, and I'll definitely plug that in on, on the description Absolutely. box down below along with your website, cool. all your socials. Absolutely. But again, man, yo, thank you so much for being here. It was it was great. I can't wait to pick your brain again once you want to come back. So yeah. at the end of the season, I'm going to be reaching out to all of y'all, man, because we need some shit to talk about since the seasons are over. So, yeah. And that is the end of our podcast, everyone. I am once again Cool Jules, Chris, the show Simcoe, Andy, and Delix Rowe, and the world conqueror, Cody. Cochran. Thank you, so Cody. Here. Now, guys, just yeah, night, guys. thanks, Cody. Thank I appreciate this it, man. Great. And the rest of you PTG fam, have a wonderful day, night, or morning, wherever you are. Don't forget Peace. to leave a comment.